Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Feelings are funny things. I remember the story of a young couple who just got married. At the wedding reception, the groom told the father of the bride, Wow, that's funny. I just don't feel married. The father of the bride said some wise words. Son, you need to adjust your feelings to fit the facts. The simple truth is we can't trust our feelings. The subject matter, though at hand, becomes serious because we can let our feelings lead us astray. People can feel condemned for what they've already been forgiven. I wouldn't give you a cent for a religion without feelings. We are emotional creatures. We are made that way. We're not statues and stoics. God made us to feel, to laugh, and to cry. Robert Pluchek, professor emeritus at Albert Einstein College of Medicine, says there are eight basic emotions, joy, trust, fear, surprise, sadness, disgust, anger, and anticipation. These can be expanded to 48 basic emotions and further amplified to 412 specific emotions. We are emotional creatures. It's a common bit of advice to follow your heart, but feelings are terrible guides. In this week on Daily Devotions, we are talking about overcoming. And one of the things we have to learn to overcome is our feelings. It was over 20 years ago, my wife and I had left preaching a camp in Pennsylvania. We wanted to take our family to Boston to follow the Freedom Trail. Then we would drift southward through New York City and then head back home. I remember that night driving through the Poconos, we started to hear news, news that JFK Jr. and his wife and her sister were missing. They had taken off from an airport near Midtown Manhattan en route to Martha's Vineyard, but they never arrived. Their single-engine plane had crashed in the Atlantic. A few days later, we took a day trip out to the island of Martha's Vineyards, and as we ate lunch on the cliffs looking west, we noticed activity a few miles off the coast. As our family watched, we understood that the plane had been found. That has never left us and left the memory of our family. Our one and only trip to the vineyard was associated with that event. We found out later, as all America did, that JFK Jr. experienced spatial disorientation. It's where what your senses are telling you is inaccurate. You feel like you're going up when you're going down. That tragedy illustrates poignantly Why we cannot trust our feelings, trust our emotions. These are a poor guide. You simply can't trust them. As the late Eugene Peterson put it, feelings are important in many areas, but completely unreliable in matters of faith. It was in Jeremiah 17, 9, God said, the heart of man is more deceitful than all things. It's desperately wicked, who can understand it? Your emotions are tied 
with your soulish human nature. They are a part of the natural man, the old man. They may not indeed be reflective of the new man and the new realities you have in Christ. Emotions can cloud your judgment. Your feelings can dictate your actions. You find yourself moved to do something out of fear or anger. Emotions can deceive us. They can drown out the voice of our conscience. They can drown out the divine whisper, the still small voice of God. And we get confused. Feelings come and go. They are as unstable as water. Do you remember the story when the two kings of Israel and Judah, that would be Joram and Jehoshaphat, joined together to defeat the king of Moab? They wanted to hear from God, so they went to Elisha. When Elisha saw the son of Ahab, the king of Israel, he grew very upset. He said if it wasn't for Jehoshaphat, he wouldn't even talk to Ahab's son. But he promised to inquire of God on behalf of the king of Judah. But before he did, something interesting took place. He asked that a musician come and play the songs of Zion. And as he played, Elisha's emotions were quelled. And when his emotions got out of the way, he could hear the voice of God. Your feelings are, more time than not, at war with your faith. You're permitted to forget everything I say today, but don't forget this. Your feelings are at war with your faith. Your feelings may say, I'm okay, when you're not okay. Your feelings may say, I'm not okay, when you are okay. If we're honest with ourselves, we would admit we really don't know our own hearts. We don't know our feelings, our emotions. They can't be relied upon as a guide or a compass. Feelings simply cannot trump the Word of God and they certainly can't trump faith. So now we come back to that statement, I don't feel forgiven. We're to be excused if we believe that we must feel forgiven to in fact be forgiven, because many of the songs we sang growing up talked about the feeling of forgiveness. And so it's no wonder that we equate forgiveness with a feeling. And in the same sense, we equate unforgiveness with the feelings. There are two emotions associated with unforgiveness, guilt and shame. Guilt says, I did something wrong. It's a specific sense of trespass or transgression. We recognize we did something wrong. But shame, shame is slightly different. Shame says, not only did I do something wrong, I must be wrong. There's something wrong with me. I read an interview with Monica Lewinsky many years ago after her name and reputation rocketed to fame or infamy. She was a young lady back then. She made some mistakes. But years later, her name is still associated with her past. Here's what she said. Shame will stick to you like tar. It just won't go away. Guilt and shame are the twin voices of condemnation. They tell you you've done something wrong. They tell you, furthermore, something is wrong with you. And if you listen to those voices, they will always lead you astray. The psalmist asks, why are you cast down, O my soul? 
Why are you disquieted within me? This is what happens when we follow our emotions. We feel hopeless, condemned, forsaken. I'm so happy that God has a better plan for us. I want to share some verses of scripture with us to address this issue if you don't feel forgiven. We don't live by feelings. We live by faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We need to have faith, not in our feelings. We need to have faith in a faithful God. God's word tells us we confess our sins. The one who is faithful and just will forgive us and cleanse us. Whether you and I feel forgiven or not, he still forgives. Do you remember what was said of God in Exodus? He maintains his love to a thousand generations, forgiving iniquity. That's our God. David is called the man after God's own heart. He knew so much about God's character and God's love. When David prayed in that beautiful psalm, wash me clean of my iniquity, cleanse me from my sin. He had every confidence that God would do just that. In Jeremiah 3, we're told to acknowledge our guilt, and God would respond to us. In the 32nd Psalm, if we would acknowledge our sins and confess our transgressions, God will forgive. That when we confess our sins, we know God hears our prayer and God forgives. Can I just stop there and just say this from the depth of my heart? If you've never If you've never heard the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you've never obeyed the plan of salvation, his death, his burial, his resurrection, oh, you need to do so. You need to visit Calvary by repenting and confessing of your sins and sorrow. Believe and be baptized. Be buried with him in baptism washing away your sins. That's what Ananias told the Apostle Paul. Be filled with his spirit and rise and walk in newness of life and throw off that guilt, throw off that shame and know that you have been forgiven. But maybe you've obeyed the plan of salvation. You've embraced the gospel, the good news. And yet you wonder, why don't I feel forgiven? When you confess your sins, you have to know that you know that you know that God is good and God will forgive. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Some people think, well, God can't forgive my sins. They carry around guilt and shame, but they never understand that Jesus took that burden to Calvary. He's already claimed your forgiveness. Two verses of scripture. The psalmist said, my flesh and my heart fails, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And then I love this, 1 John 3, 20. If our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. So when you feel unforgiven, faith says, God, you are greater than my feelings. 
It was in A Forgiving God in an Unforgiving World that Ron Lee Davis retells a true story of a priest in the Philippines. He was a much-loved person in the community. He carried the burden of a secret sin he had committed many years ago. He had repented but had no peace, no sense of forgiveness. But in his parish was a woman who deeply loved the Lord and who claimed to have visions in which she spoke with the Lord and he spoke with her. The priest was skeptical. But to test her, he said, the next time you speak to the Lord in a vision, I want you to ask him what sin this priest committed while he was young and in seminary. The woman agreed. And a few days later, the priest asked, well, did the Lord visit you in a vision? Yes, he did, she replied. Did you ask him what sin I committed in seminary? She said, yes, I asked him. The priest said, well, what did the Lord say? She looked at him and said, the Lord said this to me. I don't remember. What God forgives, he forgets. Right now, as I'm doing this daily devotion, you may be in a particular place called shame and regret. You may be in that tar pit and feel that I can't get this off me. I will never feel forgiven. I want you to know once you obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, once you take your sin to him and leave it there, regardless of what your feelings say, He has forgiven you, forgotten your sin, and placed it in the depths of the sea. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.